Welcome to Alumni in Excellence, where we interview outstanding American University alumni. I'm Dr. Paul Williams, the Rebecca Grazier Professor of Law and International Relations at American University, and I'm thrilled to have my special guest and good friend, Lisa Dewey, joining us today. Lisa is dialing in from Washington, D.C., where she serves as the pro bono partner at DLA Piper. Welcome to the program, Lisa. Thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate you having me. Oh, I'm so looking forward to today's conversation. Now, graduating in 1993, Lisa is one of American University Washington College of Law's superstars. I first met Lisa when she asked me to join the board of New Perimeter, a nonprofit affiliate of DLA Piper that provides pro bono legal assistance in underserved regions around the world to support access to justice and social and economic development. As a full-time pro bono partner, Lisa is responsible for cultivating DLA Piper's strategic thinking on pro bono, including the vision for pro bono support from DLA's over 1,400 legal professionals. In this episode, we'll explore Lisa's career path and what it takes to achieve excellence in her field. Lisa, let's start with the first question. What's your wow? How do people finish this sentence? Oh, I know, Lisa. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Paul. I think the way people say finish that sentence is, wow, Lisa has an amazing job where she gets to spend full time as the pro bono partner at a large law firm, helping to harness the skills and the talents of lawyers to do pro bono work. Now, Lisa, what is it about you that wowed the partners at DLA 20 years ago to say, let's make Lisa Dewey our first full-time pro bono partner here at DLA? That's a great question, Paul. Maybe I should start and share a little bit of my story. I joined the firm as a commercial litigator and white collar lawyer but I always did a lot of pro bono work. I worked very hard on several different pro bono cases and I enjoyed that work very much. And when I realized there were, there were starting to be full-time pro bono professionals and I went to our firm leadership at the time and asked if this was something that I could do. And I was told to write up a proposal and present it to the executive committee and the answer was yes. And I tell young people all the time or people that are interested in, in how this came about to ask for what you want professionally, because sometimes the answer is yes. And to certainly pursue the things that you feel passionate about. And pro bono work and promoting access to justice are things that I've always felt passionate about. So I was, I've been incredibly blessed to be in this role for as long as I have. Well, Lisa, wow, that's impressive. The related question, but slightly different, what is your secret to success? When I first read this question, Paul, when you shared with me that you might be asking me this, it brought back a memory of right after I graduated from law school, I interviewed for a clerkship. 
And during the interview with the judge, who I did eventually, I got the job. I, I was her law clerk, and it was one of the most amazing experiences. But during the interview, she asked me the same question. Lisa, what is your, what is your secret to success in law school? And <laughs> I answered my, my wonderful calendar and to-do list that I keep every day. I have a written calendar I have a month at a glance and I do detailed to-do lists. And after the interview, I was kicking myself because I thought, what, why did I say that? It, it, was, it was an honest answer and I was being authentic, but I felt like it was a, an answer that was too simple maybe for this really important interview. So later on during the clerkship, at one point I asked um, my judge, I said, you know, your honor, I, I think back to that interview and I was so embarrassed by this, this answer, but you still gave me the job offer. <laughs> and she laughed and she said, you know, I do the same thing. Even though we can all keep our calendars electronically, I have a month at a glance out on my desk and I, I really connected with what you had to say and being organized and thinking through what your goals are and working toward those goals in a very intentional way is really important to success. All that I've been working for several years, I would add that I think the other secret to success is the fact that I've been able to work with just an amazing team of people and of talented lawyers here at DLA Piper. Our pro bono team is, is really extraordinary. And not only do I value that teamwork, but they, they actually inspire me every single day when I come to work. And I think that is also a secret to success, you know, recognizing that none of us get to where we are in life, whether that's professionally um, or otherwise, alone. And that our success is, is dependent on those around us and those with whom we've developed close relationships with. And... I think ultimately, you know, that's really what leads to a lot of happiness, like being able to have those strong connections and teamwork. And I think happiness is, is also one way you can certainly define and many people define success. Now, Lisa, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned uh, teamwork. Actually, you mentioned uh, a month at a glance. I think we're going to have to put a, a visual aid on the podcast uh, for the younger generation, the, the desktop calendar. I have one of those, but it says 2006 on it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm also glad you mentioned teamwork. My, my colleagues will oftentimes at other universities say, well, you know, Paul, you seem to have so much fun teaching. And it's like, it's my team of teaching assistants. I'm, my, my secret is I'm able to find the best young professionals in law school, have them as uh, work with me as my teaching assistants. And, and that, that's what makes teaching so much fun. It's, it's the team uh, around you that is, is often that key to success. Well, well let me ask you a, a related question then, Lisa. What is your brand? Well, this is a tough one. I really don't like talking about myself very much. <laughs> That's um, why I ask you this question, Lisa. <laughs> I, I would say my brand is that I am a passionate leader that is working to promote pro bono, um, but also access to justice, and that I strive to work collaboratively both inside the law firm, but also outside the law firm with all of our community um organizations with whom we work so closely with. So a wide variety of, of stakeholders. 
Well, Lisa, I think your your secrets, two secrets to success and your brand have really contributed to your ability to, to achieve excellence. Now, many people define excellence in, in different ways. Uh, I'm curious, how, how do you define excellence? Well, excellence is doing your very best always, you know, doing what you can to hold yourself to the highest standards, which certainly um, I try to do every day. But I think you also have to be careful to not let being a perfectionist bring you down. And I think many of us as lawyers and what they say, A-type personalities can be perfectionists. And that can also be sometimes paralyzing and, and can bring you down. And I think you have to be very careful in order to achieve excellence. And I'm, maybe I'm going to achieve rather than define, but I think you, you also have to remember to be kind to yourself, to show yourself some grace and to also be kind to others, to really show compassion always. You know, our pro bono brand is uh, courage, compassion, and commitment. And those are things that we think about all the time in the work that we do. And they are words that I think about all the time when I think about how I personally also define excellence. So Lisa, striving for your best, reminding yourself not to be consistently type A, um, and making room in your life to be, you know, have compassion both for others and for yourself. You know, that's excellence. How do you do that on a daily basis? How do you get up every day and, and, and commit yourself to, to that definition of excellence and to, to carrying out uh, those actions? Um, I think you, you have to be intentional. You have to remember and kind of keep yourself grounded in that. You know, I think, I try to think every day, you know, why is it that I'm doing what I'm doing? You know, what is it that, that motivates me to do pro bono work full time? And oftentimes that comes back to the clients and the difference that you're trying to make in the world, whether it's, you know, trying to provide someone that access to justice, trying to keep someone safe, trying to do what you can to in, improve systems. But also keeping that growth, that growth mindset that we often hear about. And, you know, it's not always about just working harder. We all work very hard. Um, and sometimes it's also being open when you think about growth, being open to change, but being open to also thinking about how can I work, how can I work differently or or smarter, as a lot of people say, so that I can can continue to accomplish the things that I want. And I think, again, that kind of comes back to um, really thinking about our clients as, as what motivates me. Now, Lisa, my penultimate question, we live in a generation of rapid technological change, artificial intelligence, uh, you know, we're on the, the cusp of future shock, so to speak. What sort of mental framework do you adopt when you approach technology, innovation, best practices for efficiency and achieving excellence? 
I tried very hard to keep an open mind about technology. And I, anybody that may listen to this in the future will be chuckling right now because I am not great with technology. You already heard about my month at a glance that people may not know what that is. I do keep an electronic calendar. I want everyone to know. (laughs) But I, I, sometimes I am easily frustrated by technology, but I really want to use it. And I do know it's, it's our present and it is our future. And we as a team are constantly talking about how can we use technology to improve access to justice for people. And there is certainly a lot of potential there. So I think being open to being taught, being open to learning from others, always, always keeping that student mindset, regardless of where you are in life, is incredibly important. And especially when it comes to things like technology. I learn from my children every day. Yeah, that's the the in-house IT support, (laughs) a teenager. (laughs) I always remind my students, you know, know, I'm, I'm from Cupertino. Uh, back when it was Aerospace Valley, before it was Silicon Valley. Uh, And I always remind my students that I actually know what a Rolodex is. I went to undergraduate before there was email. And when we would go to the computer services lab in order to log on to the mainframe computer to write our papers, which partly explains my my enthusiasm for technology and for, for asking that question and helping the young professionals to realize that senior professionals uh, like yourself and myself keep open minds about adopting technology uh, for efficiency purposes. Well, now, Lisa, let me turn to my favorite question and the real reason why listeners dial into this podcast. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? And what does it tell us about you, Lisa? My favorite flavor of ice cream is chocolate almond, but not just any chocolate almond, (laughs) chocolate almond from Brahms. And Brahms is an ice cream shop that I grew up with um, in Oklahoma, which is where I was raised. And it is the best chocolate almond ice cream I think I've ever had. It tastes like homemade. It reminds me of the homemade ice cream that my family would make every 4th of July out of my Aunt Pat and Uncle Dean's back porch where you turned the crank to make the homemade ice cream with the rock salt. And it's delicious. And it, I loved anything chocolate, first of all. But what it says about me is that it reminds me of home. And it reminds me to never forget where you came from and who raised you and who your family is. And that's really important to me. Well, thank you for sharing your insights with us today, Lisa. It has been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it very much. Well, that's all that we have time for today, folks. Tune in next time for another exciting episode of Alumni in Excellence. 